I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcast, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. Uh, player one, press start now. For player two, press select start, because this week, hash out those controllers, freshen up your Konami code skills. We are diving deep into the world of video game movie adaptations. See what I did there? I built you up and then I swung you down. That's it. Zaved and then I zagged. Anyway, you knew that already because you clicked on the link so you knew what we are talking about. So let me get to introducing the people who are going to talk about video game adaptations with me. My co-hosts, ladies and gentlemen, first up, the man who keeps the nerd in the Talk Nerdy To Me network. Welcome to the bridge, Commander Scott. So I apologize for my absence here recently. How dare you, sir? People had to sit through two weeks with, of Scottless shows. You know, and, and that's good. Though that they, you know, they 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 deserve that kind of. They were they were forced to listen to nerd facts from the doc. Yeah, and that nobody needs that. I'm sure your nerd facts were beautiful, and everything. Um, mine's not that not not that huge this week because um, I'm still playing catch up for a lot of things. But one thing that I've had on my list for a while, and it, it was just kind of fascinating to me, um, was the origin of middle names. Like, why do you have a middle name? Like, we know you have a given name, or a Christian name, as some people will call it, and you have a surname, which is your family name, identifies which tribe you come from originally. I uh, assume it's, like, it's like, area codes for people? You're not entirely wrong. Okay, okay, okay. I get yeah. half a gold star. Cool. It, 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 it actually uh, originates with the Romans, as quite a bit of stuff that we still have today does. <laughs> uh, but it, it's thought to originate. Let's put it that way. Um, there, there are some different camps, but uh, and, and and anything you get this old, kind of not lost to history, but you know you you start to get the the waters start to get muddy. You go back to the Roman Empire and stuff on on some things. Um, but thought to originating with, with originate with aristocratic Romans who were given three names: a personal name, which is you know, uh, yo Julius, my man, sup buddy. Uh, you know, uh, a family name, which, which, you know, it throws back to the original tribe you were from and everything. But then they would, they would add another name to indicate which branch of that family you were from, you know, like, you know, you know, Julius, you know, uh, 
Caesar, which is technically a title, but we're going to go with it as his last name because I'm blanking on what his actual last name is. Uh, Salad, which is totally a food, but they Caesar, named him after exactly. it. Well, uh, yeah, but, but Julius Caesar, you know, but his middle name was, you know, San Antonio of the San Antonio Caesars. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> like the Saxville Bagginses? Exactly. The Saxville Bagginses. There, there's there's actually that's, San Antonio. that's a deep and that actually so that's part of the reason why we still have them today um is uh of course during the middle ages you know after because the romans were in europe for a little while what uh, yeah for a for, for for a hot minute you know the when the prove it were kind of there and then they left and the the germans came down but when the germans came down of course you still have this thing of 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 uh, a given name, uh, a baptismal second name, and and, and it, it starts crossing. Uh, this is where you another instance where you have the, uh, the the Christians and the Catholics and stuff usurping traditions, uh, Roman and and local traditions uh, and such, trying to get people. Is they took that 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 middle name, that aristocratic name, um, and they said, oh yeah, we have something similar. We call it a baptismal name. Uh, when you're baptized, you know, in in the name of our Lord, you you you're given a baptismal name. So you have your given name, your baptismal name, and then the family name. And then, and then of course, the tradition just continues from there, eventually spreading through immigration to the Americans and 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 other 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 countries. But uh, and today, you know, people of course use middle names for whatever reason to to pay homage to to uh, family members and such to to, to hand names down but that's kind of how where it came from and how it got started originally it was for the aristocracy the more names you had the more esteemed your position um you know uh women tended to have two names men had three or four or more slaves only had one because they didn't have a family name and then we you know we get to the europeans in the middle ages and the catholics and christians go oh yeah yeah no we're not going to take that tradition from you in fact we do the same thing see how alike we are come join our religion worship our deity uh you know uh he will be benevolent to you and 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 everything uh, yeah your guards aren't dead norse people yeah um oh yeah Ours yeah. just took over ragnarok happened you missed it yeah you want you want pine trees in your house around the the, the winter solstice yeah we do the same thing our Lord was born in the winter time, as many babies in the world are. Sure. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But that's kind of where why we have middle names. That's why it's evolved. It's- I also find it interesting, Scott, that it, it started out the the more well to do you were, the more names you had, and now you've gone complete one eighty. Like famous rich people go by singular names, yes. and then like your poor dumb rednecks are like Billy Bob Jodo. <laughs> yeah uh, the, the whole time you were giving your nerd facts scott the only thing that was in my head was my main my name is maximus decimus meridius general of the armies to the north husband to a murdered wife father to a murdered son and i will have my revengeance in this life or the next did you say revengeance revengeance i'll have my revengeance okay I'm not mad at it. I just want to make sure I heard it correctly. I, I couldn't remember if it was vengeance or revenge, so it came out revengeance. No, no. Again, I'm not mad. I just want to make sure I heard it right. <laughs> My name's Billy Bob Joe Dud Stevenson Levinson the Fourth. <laughs>
and I will have my revengeance. <laughs> of the Podunk County. I'm from Podunk County, West Virginia. The last Well, that's the that's the the whole last thing. I'm, I'm Billy Bob uh uh Joe Conrad Esquire the 14th of the <laughs> Esquire of the, means it's fancy. <laughs> of the the whatever trailer park Smiths. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Smiths from that same county from the such and such trailer park. That's a whole different branch oh, of the family. Oh, you don't oh. want to talk to them. They're redneck. No, no, those those are the moonshining Smiths. We don't we don't talk to the moonshining Smiths. Yeah, we're the bootlegged we Smiths. We yeah. make methamphetamines. <laughs> now, Jay, we're the chemists. Know, we make the crystal meths. You know nobody from uh, West Virginia who who actually partakes of that business model can actually pronounce the word methamphetamines. <laughs> the meth, meths, meths. Well, yeah, like we make meth. more than one, therefore it's the meths. We make meth. <laughs> you have to pronounce it without using your your front teeth, though. Yeah, because they don't exist. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Scott, for letting us take your very well-crafted and well-researched thing about last names and just pulling it down to redneck humor. Sorry, it's all good. <laughs> all right, filling out this terrible trio, ladies and gentlemen, last but certainly not least, joining us from somewhere in time and space where he's already watched Betelgeist die, perhaps via a DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen, the Doc. Uh, so... I. You know, I, I didn't want to follow up Scott's fact with a fact, but it's kind of a fact. Um, and it's not really a fact. It's more of an anecdote. Uh, so we were talking, John and I were doing a show about um, quotes, right? And uh, I said that I like to quote Armageddon because uh, I think it's hilarious to do that. And I was watching the TikToks. I don't know if you follow the TikToks. Uh but uh, one popped up. This guy does like movie trivia, and he's like, "Did you know in this movie?" And he'll do like eight movies, okay, and just like one piece of random trivia. But one thing made me laugh really hard. Uh, it was, "Did you know that in the DVD commentary for the movie Armageddon, uh, Ben Affleck is in it?" And he says, "Yeah, I asked Michael Bay one time. I said, Michael, why is it that it was easier to train oil drillers?" to be astronauts than astronauts to be oil drillers. And Michael Bay said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. <laughs> if you ever want that plot hole filled in, there's your answer. That's a weird antidote you told us there, Jay. I said anecdote. Oh, see, if I knew the difference between the word antidote and anecdote, my friend Tim would still be alive. Also, there, there, therein lies another nitpick that I He have. got bit by a snake, and I'm reading the funny stories from Reader's Digest. <laughs> you know, that always, that always kills me in movies and television shows and stuff. When somebody needs an anecdote, an, 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 I almost said anecdote. <laughs> anecdote? <laughs> If, if somebody needs an antidote for something, be it poison mm. or a disease or, you know, they whatever they throw them the, the the syringe and they just jam it into whatever body part is close by and squeeze. 
They never ask, does this need to be administered IM, sub-Q, or IV? What's the dosage on it? I weigh so many kilograms. Do I need so many milligrams, so many micrograms, so many? Like, there's a lot of stuff to administering an antidote. You don't just jam it into the closest body part that you have and pray for the best. The medications have to be delivered in a specific manner and a specific dosage, depending on, you know, what type it is. In, in movies, they're just like, jam it straight in. This one's away. actually a suppository, and we're not sure <laughs> on the doses, or the dosage. So just keep cramming, we'll let you know. <laughs> and actually, unfortunately, this antidote is actually an anecdote that is a suppository. So just, um, this is going to be so, a minute. <laughs> Let me introduce an antidote to these anecdotes. Let's get back on topic. Uh, so this week, believe it or not, we're not here to talk about anecdotes or uh, weird things in commentary. Uh, but, but although weird things I learned in commentary might be a fun episode, uh, write that down. Uh, we are here to talk about, I can't call it a phenomenon. We are here to talk about the weird world of video game movie adaptations. Uh, because currently, in case you're living under a rock, um, two plumbers from New York are killing it at the box office. The Super Mario Brothers movie, at the time of this recording, is currently at $888.5 million worldwide on a budget of $100 million. So, doing pretty good there. That is straight box office. That does not include any of the ancillary. Ancil- any of the other stuff around the movie, uh, <laughs> the the merch or the, the auxiliary stuff, yeah, the yeah, auxiliary the auxiliary things. stuff, yeah, uh, just straight movie profit. Um, so with that, uh, we thought it might be a uh, time to sort of take pause, hit pause on that remote, and and look back on the weird journey we've gotten to uh, what I believe will what's absolutely going to be. Uh, the first video game adaptation to hit that $1 billion mark. Um, and what a weird, weird trip it's been. Um, before we dive too far, I am going to just slapdash read a list that I compiled of theatrically released live action video game adaptations. So not cartoons, not TV shows. Uh, between the years 1993 and 2023. <clears throat> are, we, wait, wait, are, we, are we doing this John Moshita style? I don't know what that means. John, John Moshita, the Micro Machines guy? That I am not that talented, but I'm going to try. Oh my I'm going to try. Yes, sorry. That guy's fast. Super Mario Brothers, 1993, Double Dragon, 1994, Street Fighter, 1994, Mortal Kombat, 1995, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, 1997, Wing Commander, 1999, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, 2001, <coughs> uh, Resident Evil, 2002, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, 2001, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, 2003, House of the Dead, 2003, Resident Evil Apocalypse, 2004, Alone in the Dark, I have Alone in the Park written down. That's funny. Uh, 2005. <laughs> Doom, 2005. Blood Rain, 2006. Silent Hill, 2006. Dead or Alive, semicolon, Dead or Alive, 2007. Resident Evil Extinction, 2007. Hitman, 2007. Max Payne, 2008. Uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, 2009. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, 2010. Resident Evil Afterlife, 2010. Resident Evil Retribution, 2012. 
Silent Hill, something I can't read, 2012. Hitman, Agent 47, 2015. The Angry Birds movie, 2016. Warcraft, 2016. Assassin's Creed, 2016. Resident Evil, the final chapter, which of course it's not, 2017. Tomb Raider, we are already at the point where we are rebooting shit we already started. 2018, Rampage, 2019. Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, 2019. The Angry Birds Movie 2, 2019. Sonic the Hedgehog, 2020. Monster Hunter, 2020. Mortal Kombat, 2021. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, 2021. Uncharted, 2022. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, 2022. The Super Mario Brothers Movie, not to be confused with Super Mario Brothers, 2003. And that is 41 movies in 30 years. And that's just the shit I bothered to write down. Holy shit! So just to be clear... Yeah, I don't, I don't count the Angry Birds on this list because that is not a video game. That is a that is a mobile app. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I wanted to start with that list just to say this: video game adaptations are often talked about as a trend in Hollywood. They're not a trend. Okay, they're an institution. Hollywood has never once, despite lots of evidence to the contrary, has never given up trying to make a successful video game adaptation uh bless their hearts they just kept trying yep i would argue the resident evil franchise is successful in that they did make money you are correct there sir uh they kept making them because they kept making money there's a few things on that list uh but i just wanted to read that off to say again i just wanted to illustrate the point and we'll we'll swing around and talk about some of those movies in more detail uh and i'll start with where it all started 1993 jay we're in third grade second grade going on third grade one of our favorite video games is getting made into a big live action movie which in the 90s is like the pinnacle of you've made it is we're making a live action thing of whatever you are uh how did you feel in that summer of 1993 watching the mario brothers movie jay well so i was one of those kids that never actually got to see it in theaters you lucky 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 son of a bitch like i knew everybody else that had seen it and like i saw the action figures from the movie that had like the power boots oh god i forgot about those um and like i was like oh man i really got to see this movie and so like I want to say the first time I actually saw the Super Mario Brothers movie was like I was in high school or college. <laughs> so I went a long time without actually seeing it. And when I finally saw it, I was like, what the fuck? This is not Super Mario Brothers. So. Scott, any uh, thoughts I'm, on? I'm with Jay. The first time I saw this movie, I also was in high school. Of course, it was when it came out, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I actually I think I blocked most of this movie out from my memory. Uh, we went to see it and it was like, what the hell did we just watch? Um, however, I will I will have to defend one thing with this movie. This movie did give us some top, top quality entertainment. Okay, because without this movie, we never would have gotten the awesome interviews with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo after their contractual obligation was over. <laughs> and they could actually <sighs> their mind about this movie. Uh, I recently watched an entire documentary about what the fuck happened with this movie. 
Um, and Scott is right. The story of the production and subsequent just implosion of this movie is very entertaining. Uh, as someone who had nothing to do with it and had no money staked in it. Um, and I know there are plenty of people out there who will defend this movie, to which I say, hey, guys, there's a good movie now. You can stop pretending to like this one. It's okay. You can let it go now. I know for 30 years, it's all you had. So you had to like stick up for it and defend it. And be like, no, it's not that bad. I liked it. I liked it when I was a kid. You had to lie to yourself. I get it. You don't have to now. You can let it go. There's a good one now. You can let this one die. Um, yeah. I'll just say this. It was not exactly the huge success people were banking on it to be uh, for various reasons. Uh, directors with giant egos and no experience to match nintendo who was shockingly hands off with the entire production uh to the point that it's been 30 years between the first and now second attempt at adapting a nintendo property into a a not even live action now uh into a a big budget movie um excuse me so and I know some of you are saying, well, John, hold on. What about the Pokemon movies? And those don't count because uh, something I learned today. Excuse me. Uh, Nintendo does not own Pokemon. Nintendo was one of three companies that jointly uh, own Pokemon as part of the Pokemon company. Uh, the other two companies I've never heard of before, but the three of them shared joint custody of that. So, yeah, this is the 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 current Super Mario Brothers movie. The fuck? Uh, that's that's going uh it's in theaters right now is the first time in 30 years nintendo has licensed any of their properties to be made into movies so the legacy of the 1993 mario brothers movie is that it scared nintendo so bad for 30 years they wouldn't let anyone touch their shit uh but i, I do ahead. love the fact that bob hoskins actually is credited in this movie as mario mario <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably like my only part of this whole movie that i actually enjoyed that uh you know who else enjoyed that the naming thing is uh shigeru miyamoto who did confirm that yes that is in fact mario and luigi's full names officially mario, mario and luigi mario yes that that, that <laughs> he, he kept that that's that's like my own the only part of the movie that actually kind of makes me chuckle is when they're like what's your name mario mario what's your name luigi mario we're the Mario Brothers. It's like what? Plumbing's our game. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, even though Nintendo was scared off uh, and, and didn't attempt to make uh, or license their stuff to get movies for a very long time, um, that did not keep Hollywood from attempting. Uh, I just read off a lot of them. So, even though it's it's for a very long time been established that video game movies are pretty much always shit. That's just kind of one of those conventions uh, that that everyone understands is it's a video game movie. It's probably gonna suck, yeah. and and every big budget video game adaptation of the last thirty years has been talked about. Of oh man, this is gonna be the one that breaks the trend, and we're finally gonna get good video game movies now. To very mixed results. Um, part of that is due to certain creators just not letting fucking franchise or not franchise but the, the whole uh, genre go specifically in talking about paul ws anderson and uve bowl who together account for the entire resident evil franchise monster hunter um the postal series the in the name of the king series 
Blood Rain series, Alone in the Dark series, Far Cry, and House of the Dead. Two guys who like seven franchises of just increasingly shitty video game movies. So, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, I actually just saw something that, uh, about this on YouTube the other day. Oh. Uh, it's YouTube. What, it must be true. Uve Bowl, right? Yep. Yep. So the reason he kept making movies was because of a loophole in the German tax writing. So the way it was explained was if you funded a movie in Germany prior to like them fixing this, if you funded a movie, you could then write off all of the profits as like tax exempt. And so if you invested in a movie, you basically got that money tax-free. If that makes sense. I'm not good with taxes. It doesn't change the fact that the man has spent 30 years just making increasingly terrible fucking movies. Oh, no, no. I and don't disagree with that. a disproportionate number of them, for some reason, are video game adaptations. Yeah. and uh, But they, that's what they talked about was like uh, the they have now fixed that loophole. Um, but he has discussed coming back into the um, light and making another movie. So. No thanks, we're good. Um, we're uh, we're all, we're all full up here. Thank you. No, thanks. I was I was browsing through the the uh, 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 trivia section on on its IMDb entry here real quick. I was just browsing. Is that What's okay? IMDb entry? Uh, Mario Brothers. Okay, back to that. Cool. We're still on that, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Did we, did we switch? When did we switch? I swear, Scott gets on his phone and all he hears is wah, 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 wah. Okay, Scott, interesting fact about the Murray Brothers movie. Let's go. Uh, okay. Sorry. I honestly thought you all were still talking about Mario Brothers. Um, uh, crap, I lost it now. Oh, there it is. Uh, Dennis Hopper was was talking about uh, his 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 son who was six at the time that made the fun made the film, but around when he was eighteen, apparently his son asked him, uh, "Dad, I think you're a pretty good actor, but why did you play that terrible guy in Super Mario Brothers?" And he said, "Well, Henry, I did that so you could have shoes." And apparently his son says, "Dad, I don't need shoes that badly." <laughs> I thought that was funny. So when did we sw- when did we switch to a new movie? We haven't switched to an official movie. We're talking about Uwe Boll and Paul W.S. Anderson and the fact that they've made like eight video game movie franchises that all suck. And it's part of why video game movies have a stigma of just being terrible. Okay, I don't know who any of those people are. So. And and how how uh, Uwe Boll has been, um, he's been using a loophole in the German tax writing to fund his movies. Okay, so something about a bowl of cereal and Germans being taxes or something. I don't know. Yep, so always the damn Germans. <laughs> uh, no, so video game movies have a have a long standing stigma uh, because again, the first one out the gate didn't set a very good example. Uh, have a stigma of just being bad, and every time there's another sort of big budget adaptation. Uh, everyone get gears up. To, oh, here we go. This is going to be the one. It's going to buck the trend. It's going to prove that video game movies are good and they're here and this is going to be awesome. And you, we can debate later if, if we're finally getting to that point or not. But 
video game adaptations are not a trend. They're not something Hollywood did for a while and then beat into the ground and then stopped making them. It's something they've consistently been trying to get right for 30 years. Hence the list I just read off. Um, so within that list, uh, guys, are there any gems you would like to spend some time focusing on? Uh, let's dig through, let's wade through the swamp here and, well, and find the things that we, the, the video game adaptations we think are actually worth watching. That we yeah. like. Jay and I have one in common. We do. Okay. We do. Is it Wing Commander? It is Wing Commander. Scott, we both to paraphrase my good personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrible. <laughs> I love Wing Commander, okay? I, I love Matthew Lillard. I, I fucking do. love Wing Commander. I love Wing Commander as well. Uh, and I definitely think this is one that's on the list that really is a franchise. It, it needs a reboot. It needs to be revisited. Um, is, it, is it the best shot? No. Is it the best acted? No. Did the Kilrathi just look worse than high school mascots? Yes. <laughs> But that doesn't mean we don't love it. Exactly. Are the effects good? No. It, does it hold up? Absolutely not. Does but it have any recognizable characters from the Wing Commander video game series? No. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It has Todd Maniac Marshall and and the main character. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bud. Thank you. Again, what this movie has, folks, is Matthew Lillard. It's and that's not me putting it down. I love Matthew Lillard. I enjoy this movie. Okay, there, I said it. I like it. Okay, why, Jay? Because it's a fun, like, space romp. I like the, um, I like the, the, the rapiers. I think they're, I'm a plain guy, and I like the way they look. Like, yeah. in my mind, in the future, you know, I feel like, Air, like fighter aircraft in space would that works i don't know about you know machine gun but i like it and i mean the damn thing's got a gatling gun around its nose it's not in its nose it's around it that's awesome um yeah i always i always enjoyed i i thought for being a you know for, for what it was, I, I enjoyed the characters. I, I I actually enjoyed the story. You know, the fact that the Kilrathi uh, were actually able to to uh, uh, commandeer a Navcom AI, and you have the war that you know this raging war that uh, basically comes down to uh, one ship's ability to get into position to uh, to to intercept you know to to, to get. Uh, to Earth and warn them. Uh, it, it, at its core, it's a good story. Um, it was just yeah. executed very poorly. I'm with Scott, though. I this thing could use a reboot, and I would go see it. I would pay money. I'd drive the day and a half. You know, spend a night in a hotel to go see this movie. Yeah, now, now, we... you never, you never played the games, right? No, I never did. Okay. So you need to get on YouTube and you need to look up. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, up. Jay, watch some early '90s full motion video stuff. Yes. Well, so Wing Commander Four, I think, was the one that had so uh, uh, Blair, the the main character. Um, I think his name was Blair. Uh, Sounds right. 
played yeah. by Mark Hamill. Okay. And um uh Marshall, Maniac Marshall, played by uh Wilson, the guy that played Biff Tannen. Uh plays plays Todd Maniac Marshall. Um and it's it's late in their career. So so Blair is an admiral now and uh Marshall is a captain. Um and that 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 ship it was the early 90s like 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 obi John said it, it, it's the it's the mid to late 90s video game green screen you know cutscenes with actual actors um and uh uh oh crap what's his name uh the gentleman from Caligula the the, the actor I can't remember his name now um oh come on uh might help me out here shit uh white hair anyway uh he he plays uh uh the admiral that's played by uh the other actor i can't remember i'm just bad with names are you <laughs> talking about malcolm mcdowell thank you yes malcolm mcdowell caligula <laughs> is your poll for malcolm mcdowell that's just popped into my head Leave me alone. caligula it just popped in there not clockwork orange <laughs> <laughs> Utini. Sorry, that's a Jawa. My bad. I but I just couldn't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Malcolm yeah, McDowell. Yeah, you need to get on YouTube and and look up the cutscene because I'm pretty sure somebody has strung all the cutscenes together so you can watch the story uh, and everything. But yeah, those those characters were played by by some decent actors, you know, and stuff for a video game uh, and such. And uh, yeah, that this 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 franchise definitely needs a reboot. Uh, I would I would watch it in a heartbeat. But you had to reboot it and bring in Mark Hamill again. You had to bring in Mark Hamill, uh, and we need uh, Carl Urban. You can't say no to that. So yeah. ah, there you go, urbanization, Wing Commander. Um, that's that, and I agree. I love that movie, Scott. And that's not the movie I was gonna say though. From well, hold on list. now, Scott. Uh, no, never mind. You already went through that. Never mind. Never mind. What did I do? Nothing. You already covered it. I was. I was. Gonna, I asked Jason why does he like it, but then I was gonna say Scott, why do you like it? But you already went through that. So never mind. Sorry. Oh, I see. So, so, uh, uh, so there you go. The two out of three people on this show recommend watching Wing Commander. Um. So, like I was saying, yeah, I'm, I I'm with Scott on Wing Commander, but that's not the one from the list I was gonna bring up. All right. Uh, the one I was going to bring up was 1994 Mortal Kombat. Five. 1995, sorry. Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh, yeah. That one, I love that one. This movie belongs still, uh, and it's going to hurt me to say this, it belongs on the Mount Rushmore of video game adaptations. It belongs in a museum. There too. <laughs> it hurts me because it is one of like two and a half things I can say Paul worthless shit anderson did right he made event horizon he uh, made soldier with kurt russell and he made still the best mortal Kombat adaptation oh i love this movie yes uh i can't remember if i i want to say i saw it in theaters um and i want to say that i've had seen it like a hundred times after that uh Maybe not a hundred, but I've seen it so many times. Casting was perfect. Yes. Characters were awesome. Yes. Fight scenes were cool. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes production issues, but they still managed to keep shit together and deliver a, a movie that, unlike Mario, 
was recognizable as a Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, and was it perfect? Eh, no. Uh, yeah, Sub-Zero and Scorpion are just kind of there. They're not really characters. Uh, but it took a fighting game, a game in which the main thing you do is beat up your friends while button mashing, and managed to craft a discernible, narrative-driven film with characters that, hold on, have an arc. Oh. I know, I know, I know. It's weird, right? But like they start out in one place and through the journey they go on through the events of the film, they end in another place. Like like growth. And let's not forget, John. Some of the best one-liners of the 90s? No, the oh. that too. But the best part of the entire movie that super banging Mortal Kombat techno theme. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Test your might. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> yeah, you weren't a 90s kid if you weren't uh, flipping your lights on and off with the switch going... <laughs> and then your mom yells at you from the... John, stop that! You boys need to go to bed! Mom, it's Mortal Kombat! Uh, Who bought you this? There's blood in this game. (laughs) True quotes. Uh, Yeah, Jay's right. That that that's that theme song is is maybe even more so than than the game or the movie. Very iconic to the point like they rebooted Mortal Kombat a couple years ago and they did like a big orchestral version of it and it's like okay that was cool for five seconds. Can we just get the, the the regular song back? Just, just play it. Just play the song, guys. Quit trying to tiptoe around it. Quit trying to class it up. Just play the 90s techno song. It's, it's all we want. It's like in every Spider-Man movie. Just say the line. Yes. And, you know, just play the techno song. You got it perfect the first time. Just just, just play the hits, guys. Uh, but but yes, no, some I'm of the best, best one-liners. And I yes. still, to this day, quote Johnny Cage quotes in my normal. Those are $500 sunglasses, asshole. This is the part where Probably you fall, you fall down. down. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Yeah, that's great. Mortal Kombat. Reptile. You are the most arrogant man I have ever met. Yeah? You forgot handsome. Uh, I pulled that one out. I wouldn't hear it once in a while. Scott, you should watch it again. It's 90 yes. minutes of just pure 90s joy. So yeah, I didn't care for it, but that's only because I didn't care for the game. Because I don't care for, I don't care for fighting games. But uh, Scott, this one had blood in it. With, with the exception of Masters of Tereskov, that was <laughs> one of the best fighting games that was ever made. Fate but other than that. In fact, they need to do that. That's that's what needs to be made. Star Wars. Nope. Of Tereska. No, please don't. Movie <laughs> as a movie. Yes, it's already in. It's already in Star Wars. It's canon now. Yes, it got a name drop. It got a reference. It got a thing. And now we can never talk about it. We put a lampshade on it. Now we can leave it alone. No, no, no. no. Now we can have full blown movie. In like, fact, in fact, if if you did it like basically uh, the format of Bloodsport, you know, where you just have a bunch of people coming to the Tereskasi underground tournament. You mean Enter the Dragon? That works too. Yeah, I'd be which is part of perfect way to bring it, Scott. That that's part of why Mortal Kombat's a great movie is they just ripped off the exact plot of Enter the Dragon. Yes, they did. 
and it worked beautifully. Uh, but uh, Jay, since you brought that up, I want to I want to pause for a bit, and I think part of what makes Mortal Kombat so great is when you compare it to another very similar movie that came out very uh, actually before this movie. But so Jay, if I was going to say uh, uh, if Mortal Kombat the game had any kind of rival, what would it be? Street Fighter. <laughs> exactly. What got a film adaptation right before Mortal Kombat? Oh, God. Street Fighter. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> both based on <laughs> hit popular fighting games. So both essentially facing the same challenge. How do we take a video game full of wacky, colorful characters, make them relatable, and somehow craft a narrative around this game that's all about just punching people? And one succeeded, and the other is Street Fighter. Oh no, Street Street Fighter did not. Oh no, Street Fighter bad. Oh, <laughs> can you can you expand on Street Fighter bad, Jay? Any anything more uh, to add on that? God, you're not like, wrong, okay. but like okay. Well, so first of all, Colonel Guile is like he's you know all America. I don't want to say Captain America, but he's like all America, huge hair, <laughs> and like it was played by Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, the big haired California surfer dude in the military yeah. is John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Who apparently turned down a role in Mortal Kombat to be in Street Fighter. Oh, Not just a role. The entire Mortal Kombat game yeah. was supposed to be a Jean Claude Van Damme fighting game. Nice. It's why Johnny Storm does the splits. Uh, uh, and then uh, what I would say, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I would argue everybody's favorite character to play in Street Fighter is Blanca. And. Really? Ryu, sir. Oh, sorry. Really? Blanca? I mean, she, I I mean, she so. does good as a QRE for us, you know, as a as a rapid. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I didn't know she would have the, had the, the whole fighting thing going on. This has been jokes for one. I don't I don't get it. Scott is referencing a person we work with, sort of. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you. That was just for me, and I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, but he's like, you know, he spends the entire movie in a chamber. <laughs> like, And then in the third act, when you finally reveal Blanca, who you've been teasing the whole movie, what do you get, Jay? Nothing. You He like cowers in the corner. He's you, like, you no. get a guy spray painted green who doesn't even get into a fight and looks worse than like Lou Ferrigno and the Hulk. Yes, it, God, it's so bad. I will say there's only one redeeming thing about this entire movie and raw fucking julia yes general bison uh, uh, raw julia the man can the man can do anything right bison is that right yep and bison yeah. yes he's the best part of this whole movie um that and the uh uh honda versus um oh god e honda and uh the russian guy yeah, I got nothing. You know who I'm talking about, though, yeah. right? Like Smashing that, the Model City. Yeah, that whole fight. That's great. I love that part. But, like, the rest of it, I'm just like, okay, yes, I these characters are great, but they're all one-off. Like, they get into one fight, or they don't even get in a fight. Like, Dalsim. Dalsim does nothing. He doesn't even, <laughs> like, have his stretchy powers. He, he he's, he's turned into a lab guy. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Yep. And they, they just they really screwed the pooch with Street Fighter. They really they could have had something awesome with it because the, the I will argue the characters in Street Fighter, you can do so much more like narratively 
Like yeah. they had a good thing going with um, Chun Li. If any movie should have just ripped off the plot of Enter the Dragon, it's Street Fighter. Yet they yes. tried to weave this narrative about General Bising being a dictator who threatens the whole world and a UN coalition army led by uh, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme has it like, what are you guys doing? None of this is in the game. Yeah. Chun Li is a news reporter trying to get revenge. So is her camera crew and the guy in the van who just so happened to be former sumo wrestlers and boxers. So we can work those characters in somehow. Uh, hey, look, we put them in kind of their costumes and said their names out loud. We're doing it right. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the, the blonde. Uh, I can't. Ken and Ryu. No, no. Ken, not Ken, Ken and Ryu. They did dirty as well, as well as Vega. Everybody. They did everybody dirty. Uh, but it, yes, they, they, they fucked up. I'm just going to say it. They fucked it up. Except for Raul Julia just eating the goddamn scenery. Uh-huh. Uh, just, just, he is the only reason to watch this movie. He is fantastic and gives us one of the greatest lines in cinema history. For you. The day Bison came to your village was the greatest day in your entire life. For me, it was Tuesday. I'm paraphrasing because I don't run the entire line. But. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there. Compare and contrast. The, the again, I'm not saying either one of them are you know perfect movies, but as far as adapting a video game goes, look at Mortal Kombat and look at uh, uh, Street Fighter. Don't even bother with Double Dragon. I don't know what the hell's going on with that movie. <laughs> that was awful. That was an awful yeah. movie. Um, there, I just want to throw out, there is one on this list that I was super excited for. Okay. I never played, I played the game maybe a handful of times, but I don't think that they did it justice either. And that is Tomb Raider. Which one? The first one. There's three. Okay. The very first one with uh, Andrew Laura Croft Tomb Raider? Yeah. Laura Croft Tomb Raider. That one. You don't like the part where she fights a big robot for reasons? That's the only good part of the movie. Oh, okay. And then... <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Like, that's the only time she, like, really uses her guns. The rest of the and... movie happens, I guess? Yeah. I, assume. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Yeah. I was really excited to see it because I was like, oh, shit, Tomb Raider. This should be awesome. And then it wasn't. Yeah, talk about... I remember enjoying the second one, uh, which has the stupidest fucking title. So for some reason, rather than just calling it Tomb Raider, they called the first movie Laura Croft colon Tomb Raider. Like Tomb yeah. Raider is the subtitle of a Laura Croft movie. So the second one is Laura Croft subtitle Tomb Raider subtitle The Cradle of Life. Revenge of the Rise of the Return of the Planet of the... Right. I, I do remember liking the second one more because it got to be more of what it should have been, which is just like Indiana Jones. There's a MacGuffin. We're after it. The bad guys are after it. We're globetrotting, trying to get it. And then we get to it in the third act and it's some kind of like magical thing. Like, I'm not, again, not saying it's good, but it was more of like, this is what I expected a Terminator thing to be. Yeah. And then the reboot, which is is really interesting because the the twenty eighteen 
Tomb Raider movie was a reboot of the franchise, but it was a reboot based on a reboot. Like, yeah, because they, they had, rebooted the game, right? Yeah, yeah. The games went through uh, a refresh cycle where they basically hit the restart button. Uh, came out with I think three Tomb Raider games that were more, more in the vein of like Uncharted, a little more realistic, uh, definitely grittier with the action stuff, a lot more cool platforming elements added to it. Uh, the games did great, so I said, hey, well the games are big and popular again. They've got kind of a new vibe to them. Let's try that with the movies, and they made a Tomb Raider. Which was you spent the entire time watching Laura Croft not be Tomb Raider, um, with Alicia Vikander, who who was 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 you know, going to do sequels, and then until like I think literally last month they were still working on the sequel, and now it's dead because I think somebody bought the rights. But uh, yeah, um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, well, a gem I want to talk about, Jay. Okay, uh, uh, the, the, I, ha- I have two. Uh, that entire list I read. There are two movies that I can legit say, watch this. They're good. Uh, the first one I'm going to bring up. I know Scott and I uh, have, have discussed this before. So, Scott, I'll be uh, uh, looking to get your input on this. 2016, um, this movie made $439 million on a budget of $160 million. I do not, to this day, I am dumbfangled on why we have not gotten a sequel to the movie Warcraft. I agree completely. Uh, this movie had fantastically done CGI. The orc characters are full CGI characters, uh, and and there are scenes where legit I can't tell if that's CGI or if it's guy in makeup. I only know it's CGI because I know they didn't do anything with guys in makeup. Uh, it looks fantastic. The casting was great. The story was fun. The action was fun. They absolutely nailed the look and feel of the world of Warcraft. Uh, the locations and the armor and the weapons and it, it, you watched it. Oh, okay, that's World of Warcraft. Like you can tell instantly. Uh, I do not understand why this movie hasn't gotten a sequel. Uh, yeah. I, so when it comes to video game adaptations and stuff, uh, I absolutely love Warcraft. Uh, it's a, a fun movie. Uh, I played World of Warcraft, and you're right. When when so. If you're a fan of the games and you've played through the games and you watch this movie, they give you a lot of eye candy to, to World of Warcraft. Um, especially when they got the scenes where he's flying on the Griffin and stuff, and you're taking oh yeah and stuff you're like oh I know where that's at yeah I've been there I know where that's at I've been there and you know but you don't need to know that to watch the story. It's just a it's 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 a good story. Um, which, uh, if, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've watched it. It's basically the story of how the orcs come to the world. Exactly. It, it's the, the beginning of the world of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, and and Which is a great starting point for people who do not know anything about the world of Warcraft and, and the, the various uh, races and species and all the, the mythos that goes into that. And this is the perfect jumping on point because you don't need to know anything up to this point. Yeah. Uh, why this did not generate... Uh, I mean, was it was it um uh did did it, did it not make money i don't i don't know why this no again again 439 million dollars worldwide gross on a budget of 160 so even by hollywood rules so hollywood rules you take whatever your reported budget is and you double that and that's the number you need to hit to make money so at 160 million they needed to hit uh 320 to be profitable so this banked 120 million dollars pure profit 
granted, it did not do great in the states, but it did fantastic overseas. Um, we we've seen overseas numbers save franchise before, like Terminator. Yeah. Uh, so I, I again, this movie took a had a very long um, production process because they wanted to get a lot of the, they were, it was very CGI heavy, and they wanted to get that right. Uh, but sort of like with Avatar, like okay, we figured it out how to do it. We we've cracked the code. A second one would have been easier. And I could even see them scaling it back a little bit. If okay, well, we don't want to put. We'll we'll give you 120 million this time around because we're we're a little leery about getting our investment back. I'm still. I I do not understand why this is just like sat and no one's tried it. Um, I know World of Warcraft, the game is kind of you know dipped from its peak of popularity, but it's still a very popular game. It's still like you know, two point something, whatever million players will yeah. ride. So yeah. I don't get it, man. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, you know, they, they built life-size weapons and armors as hero prop actors for, for all the CGI. Each CGI had actors doing mocap for it. Yeah. Uh, it was great. And Orcish dialect was created for the movie. Um, uh, I, I don't, and, and I've, I've, I've heard people. So I, I've known people when you talk about this movie, they always they they shit on this movie, right? They're like, oh, Warcraft, blah blah blah. But if you try to press them down, yeah, they can't give you a legitimate, in my mind, a legitimate reason why they didn't like it. It's, it was like this movie had a hate bandwagon before it was ever even released, and I don't know why. And that's part of again, video game adaptations have always had a stigma of, oh, it's gonna suck. It's a video game movie. It's gonna suck. Um, there's been plenty of examples to reinforce that, but I, I, I feel, and again, I, I dip my toe in the world of Warcraft waters a little bit in college, not really much. Uh, I had a very, very, very cursory understanding of the world going into this movie. I love this movie. I bought the three disc steelbook edition of this movie. I love this movie. It's awesome. It was, it was, uh, um, I don't want to say anti, it was, it was everything that was frustrating about Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, removed, and by that I mean like it was fantasy, but it was fantasy anybody could jump on with. It 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 it, it didn't uh, it 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 walked you through whatever you needed to know. It didn't front load you with a lot of mythology. It didn't back load you with a lot of mythology. Tons of action. This movie is anything but boring. Um, there's always something gorgeous to look at, or a cool fight scene to watch, or. Uh, again, it's one, thing, it's one thing if I could say, like, okay, they, they tried all CGI orcs and they, the orcs look like shit. No, they don't. They look fantastic. Um, I don't get it. But anyway, if you're a fan of the fantasy genre, whether you've ever played Warcraft or World of Warcraft or anything in that world, if you're a fan of good fantasy movies, if you just want a good, fun two hours of orcs and humans and armor and big battles and and uh sorcerers actually using magic and shit none of this you know gandalf speaks some words and a door opens like full-on like casting lightning from the skies magic and shit check this movie out it's awesome and it had just infinite potential that's being wasted Uh, that's my first one apparently duncan jones uh uh for this movie uh Prior to the movie, during production of the movie, he did um, he did a panel at BlizzCon uh-huh. uh, during the production, which of course is the the con- Blizzard convention. You know, Blizzard, of course, being the people that do it, um, and, and apparently he got a lot of uh, uh, questions, or the, the question came up several times. You know, where 
where are you, where will you be shooting or where are you shooting for the movie? Which, of course, you know, his response was, I'm not allowed to answer that. Everything's under wraps. But during the panel, he kept like fiddling with his shirt, which is just a big shirt that says Vancouver on it. <laughs> like he wore a Vancouver shirt to the panel and he just kept fiddling with the shirt every time he had nice. to answer the question. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this is really, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it needs a sequel. Even now, I would be fine with a sequel and pick it back up. I think, I think in a world post um, uh, uh, Game of Thrones, right? We're we're getting a D and D movie or a D and D series uh, based off Dragonlance and stuff. If if there was ever a time that was rife for a sequel to this movie, excuse me, via streaming series, this is it. You know. Jump on it. If you want to advance it several years to do a different story, fine. Cool. I get that. That's fine. Doesn't have to be like a direct follow-up. But yeah, give us more of this world. They, they did a beautiful job setting it up. Anyway. So that's my first hidden gem. Uh, Scott, any hidden gems? Or did you have... I know well, Wing Commander was both of you, yeah, but I forget who brought it up. So I brought it up. Okay. Jason, yeah. any hidden gems you want to talk about we haven't gotten to? Um, not really. Just Mortal Kombat. I mean, I okay. I have seen others, but nothing worthwhile. Um, well, I will tell you another one. letdown. Okay. Another letdown was Doom for me. As sir. Was, as sir. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. We will not talk bad about Doom on this show. Do you know why? Because it's got Carl Urban. Sir, sir, Carl fucking Urban, sir. <clears throat> Look, I'm sorry. It was yeah, a bad letdown. movie. It was a major letdown for me. Uh, uh, put put a pin in that one, Jay. Put okay. a pin in that one. All I right. want to come back to that. <laughs> um, my last recommendation, a gem. Um. This movie did not set its sights very high, so it did not have a huge bar to clear. This is one of those just sit back and enjoy the ride kind of movies. It is a pure, absolute, schlocky B sci-fi movie that somehow got a uh, $100 million budget and some big name actors based on one of the most simplistic like 80s video games ever um a, a game that gave you really no story to work on so the the movie kind of had to craft the narrative to get all these things to fit but it did so beautifully i'm talking about the underappreciated uh 2018 starring dwayne the rock johnson uh alongside hold on numi uh, numi harris Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Joe Manganiello, Malin Ackerman, and Jay's boy, Jack Quaid, Rampage. I haven't actually seen that one. If you're a fan of Kaiju and you haven't seen Rampage, I need you to quit listening to this show and go watch Rampage right now. All right, uh, I'll see you guys later. Then. All right, cool, thanks, bye. No, 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 I said stop listening. You're recording, Jay. Get back here. Oh, oh shit. Jeez. Nice. Right. So Rampage, the video game, you play as one of three characters. There's a giant ape, a giant lizard, and a giant wolf, because why not? 
and your goal is to destroy the city faster than your other kaiju people. You can eat uh, uh, civilians as they're running away to like recharge your health and stuff. Very simplistic game. So to craft a movie around that, we come up with this beautiful sci-fi trope about genetic alterations and, and illegal experiments in space and a mystery canister of some kind of whatever thing, gas, crashes ooze. on Earth. Not ooze, it's a gas. Uh, uh, crashes on Earth and mutates a, a, a uh, albino gorilla named George who's best friends with The Rock, who's a zookeeper, because why not? Uh, a giant wolf somewhere out in the Timberlands and a, a sort of spoiler for the third act, but you know it's coming because it's Rampage, uh, a, an alligator uh, somewhere in, in the, um, uh, the swamplands. And the movie is just them, stick with me now, going on a rampage as the rock tries to catch up and get his buddy george shrunk back down to normal size and the evil corporation behind it all tries to keep a lid on it and sends a whole team of like black ops mercs out to go kill these big creatures and they get ambushed and jeffrey dean morgan is a government agent who works for an agency he won't tell us what the name is and talks like a cowboy and then slings a 45 on his hip and it's sort of like a nick fury kind of character who just like i don't really know what you are but it's jeffrey dean morgan so i'm in i'm let's do this i like this um this is the best way i can describe it it's a sci-fi channel original movie that somehow got an a-list budget and a theatrical release and it's glorious i think i'm the only one here who's seen it though you are. Um, okay. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't get into kaiju or monster movies, so it came out, and uh, I, I literally I looked at the preview. I'm like, oh, it's 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 The Rock with Godzilla and and King Kong. I also yeah. never played the game, so <laughs> monsters. I don't, I don't really. That's not what I get into. The game was never very deep. Uh, hold on, hold on a sec. Whitney. See if I get some backup on this one. Yeah, I loved the game. The game was so much fun because it was not, there was literally nothing to it. You just <laughs> climbed on buildings and crashed shit. Whitney, tell the guys why they should watch Rampage. Out loud. Sorry, I was thinking about The Rock. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, the Rock. Giant Gorilla. Giant Alligator named Lizzie, by the way. Love it. Whole lot of sign language did like that as well. Um, basically think Kaiju, but in America, whole lot of action. It's just a fun ride. Just a fun ride. Thank you, babe. That had some witty reviews movies. There you go. Call this the back of my one. So yeah, Rampage. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah. Rampage Jackson. Yeah, he was good in the eighth. <laughs> he sure was. Uh, check your brain when you hit play, but it's a good. It, again, it 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 knows it's a B schlocky movie, and it has fun with that. Uh, I'm yeah. I mean, I would watch it. I just haven't gotten a chance to, and. Yeah, it's only been out for five years. Yeah. It wasn't on the top of my radar, okay? Okay? 
Right. It wasn't on anyone's radar, which is why it's crazy that, again, on a budget of $120 million in the summer of 2018, it made $428 million. Uh, yeah. Shockingly successful. Yeah. So I also I, got a lawsuit from Uwe Boll. Really? Because really? <laughs> he has a series of movies called Rampage that had nothing to do with the video game. And the video game absolutely came first. But he tried to sue uh, Universal or whoever it was that released this movie saying they stole his title. Uh, it got dismissed. Really? The, the German cereal bowl is coming back to haunt us again? <laughs> yeah, we can't get away from him, dude. Sorry. Oh, man. Now I want to play the game Rampage. I love that game so much. It's a fun game. It's a fun yeah. quarter eater, you know? Um, looking at this list, though, there is another hidden gem here that I think is great. Okay. That I loved. Uh, Uncharted, because Nathan Fillion and Stephen Lang absolutely nailed that. Scott, Scott. Um, that, 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 was, that, was a... that was beautiful. I mean, the characterization was great. They were spot on with the game. Uh, it, everything about it was wonderful. Um, of course, I mean, anytime you get Nathan Fillion, and of course, Stephen Lang, they're both awesome, and they're both, and they're, they're, the casting of that was, was great. It was spot on. Everything was wonderful. Um, everything Jay, was do you, do you, do you want to tell them or should I? It was, it was great. Well, I haven't seen oh, a story. So. Okay. Well, Scott, you're talking about a, a YouTube short fan film. Um, the theatrically released Uncharted had Spider-Man and Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I watched it. I, I don't remember anything about it, but I remember I watched it. I was like, yep, yeah, this sure is something. It's a movie. It yep. was for, for video game adaptations, it was it was okay. Like it was terrible. It's no, no. wing commander. No, it, 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 <laughs> it it was like, hey, let's do a uncharted movie, but let's do like the origin of Nathan Drake. So all the cool things you love that Nathan Drake does throughout the games, yeah, he'll get those eventually, like at the end, like in a post credit stinger. Yeah. Cause that's what audience is like. I like post-credit stingers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a game where you just gun down hundreds of people because, you know, there's shooting involved in it. And let's make sure he never gets to use a gun in this movie. But still give him the shoulder holster because that's the iconic look we have to mimic. But never let him shoot anybody. Yeah. Is that, is it, do you shoot people in Uncharted? Oh, oh, fuck out of some people. Oh, oh. I don't know. I've never played it. So I'm, I'm gonna, the I'm games say, are fantastic. Jenna. Yeah. So I, I played the first two or three games. I think I may have stopped on game three. Um, uh, Cause I never played them until like after the movie was in, you know, was announced. And, and then somebody finally told me that these games existed. Um, Cause I never heard of them. Uh, so I went back and played them and yeah, they are fun. Um, uh, and everything, and uh, but yeah, Nathan Drake kills more people than you know uh, the sum total of casualties in World War Two. Uh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. The, the game is amazing, um, platforming and and obstacle coursing, and you know uh, maneuvering around, and then it breaks that up with either vehicle chases or cover based shooting. Lots of shooting. So much shooting. Sometimes shooting while on a vehicle, even. Ah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, but Jay, oh, sorry, go ahead, Scott. Uh, I, I was just gonna say that the movie. I see where they were coming from with it. You know, they're trying to start a franchise. They wanna, they wanna start from the beginning. They wanna create characters. You have to give them credit for wanting to start at the beginning and craft characters that you care about instead of trying to come in and do like what some other franchises have done, specifically DC, where they're like, here's characters that you don't care about right yet, and we're going to kill them off. They were trying. They tried. The, the execution was crap, but they tried. You got to give them credit for trying. No, I don't. Because, Scott, that that 15-minute short you joked about with, with yeah. Nathan Philly and it, that's better than anything in the Uncharted movie. It and, is. And all they did is, here's the characters. Yeah. Here they are. Fully formed as you know them in the games. Here they are. This is Slipknot. He can climb anything. Oh, God. God <laughs> damn it, Jay. <laughs> this is Katana. She's got my back. I wouldn't recommend messing with her. Her sword steals the souls of its victims. I don't I don't know what you are. This is exposition. I am yelling it to you because we are on a helicopter, which makes it cool. Everybody got that? I, I don't know what you are. <laughs> Talking about the first Suicide Squad movie, which is Sorry. fucking terrible. Sorry, John. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> fucking hate that movie. That's a stolen Oscar from Star Trek. Fuck that movie. What were we talking about? I'm off topic. <laughs> That is my uh, go-to example when I'm trying to explain bad exposition in movies to people. Oh no, sorry. When when you guys said that they just introduced a character that you don't care about and 15 minutes later they're dead. I was like, oh slipknot. <laughs> Here's Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. This is a voiceover while he gets out of a car. <laughs> this is the most character introduction we decided to give him. Everybody Who do you think is going to die first? The guy we spent 10 minutes on establishing a backstory and motivation or the guy who just got out of an SUV and I said his name out loud? Hmm. <laughs> Wonder who's going to go. Captain Boomerang. Uh, all right. Anyway. R.I.P. Boomer. Uh, Jay, you brought up a movie. Uh, uh, bring it up again. Doom. Yes. Uh, it was... It, uh, you think it's like a softball, right? We're going to lob this at you and let you knock this out. It's fucking doom, man. It's killing it demons on Mars, right? It should have sold itself. Like, honestly, and I, I'll just say this. It'd be like if they made a Duke Nukem movie. Like, it should sell itself. A Duke Nukem movie would sell itself. Doom should just sell itself. But, yeah. like, no. <laughs> They screwed it up bad. Yeah, you overthought it. Yeah, you copied Aliens and you copied all the boring parts of Aliens. That that, that movie is three fourths people walking around dark corridors pointing guns at nothing. Yeah, and then uh, of of the quarter of the movie where they're shooting their guns at something off screen, uh, you get one segment. That everyone hails as, oh, that was the, the movie sucked, but that part was really cool, though, which I'm going to go on record and say, no, the first-person shooter segment from the Doom movie was fucking stupid. Because at that yeah. point, I am just watching someone play Doom. Yeah. I could just go play Doom instead of watching this. 
I can of course Twitch do it. is a thing now, so maybe I'm wrong, but sorry. Uh, oh. Yeah, they they really they they really screwed the pooch on that movie because to me, like a video game adaptation has to be more entertaining than me just going to go play the game. Like, do I want to sit down for two hours playing Doom or do I want to sit down and watch the Doom movie? Well, obviously, I want to sit down and play Doom for two hours, you know? It's like, do I want to Mortal Kombat? Do I want to put in the movie Mortal Kombat or do I want to play Mortal Kombat? Well, once I put in the movie and watch it, I'm going to then go play it. You know what I mean? Like, Jay, I think you bring up a very good topic and I could not have planned this segue better if I tried. But I think you just hit the nail on the head of what the inherent hurdle of all video game adaptations is, which is you're adapting something that is an active experience. Yeah. Playing a game, I am actively in control of what's happening. Versus a movie, which is passive. I'm just watching events play out. Yeah. And and not to step on your toes, John. Yeah, no, go for it. But uh, it's like you can have more fun playing the game and... I would argue that a lot of games have more narrative and character development than these movies will ever get. Like, for example, Grand Theft Auto. Okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. The first Grand Theft Auto that came, it was GTA 3. That well, the came first out one on, was Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, GTA and GTA 2 were on, were a two-dimensional, like, Top-down, multi-directional yeah. scroll. Yeah, GTA type. 3 was the yeah. first big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they they were top downs. GTA three was the the first the third the first three, like third yeah. person like three yeah. D, and to me that one has a story element to it, that they then expanded on with Vice City like, because I oh man Vice yeah. City is my favorite Vi- GTA yeah. game. Vi- Vice City is the best GTA that's ever been done. Yeah, and like it has a great story to it, and you're not gonna get. You're not going to be able to pull a movie out of that because actually, I would argue that it follows the movie Scarface. Yeah, um, it's just that there's no movie. argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so like, you can't turn around and make the movie better. You'll never make the movie more entertaining. Um, like, what's another good one that I like? Uh, uh, Call of Call of Duty, like the newer Call of Duty games, have a stronger narrative. Sometimes it's a weak narrative. And that's what makes the game "quote unquote" hey, bad. There have been there have been wonderful, wonderful Call of Duty movies, sir. Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> Band of Brothers. Jay, hold Wait. on, you're 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 playing the campaign mode on Call of Duty. Yeah, you're doing it wrong, dude. Oh, no one plays campaign mode. What are you doing? I, 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 I play the, the campaign. point of Call of Duty. No, nah, wow. nah, you buy it for online, so you get shot by twelve year olds who play all day, make fun of your mom. Yeah, I, I always play the game. That's man. Call of Duty. If you want the authentic Call of Duty experience, you should go see the movie with a 12-year-old. <laughs> it tells you you suck and to kill yourself and lose fun of your mom through the entire movie. That's the accurate Call of Duty experience. <laughs> if you want a Call of Duty movie, just sit next to a guy who's going to threaten to steal your credit card information and put it on the dark web. <laughs> that's the Call of Duty experience. <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie experience you need 
But no, so I'll bring that up to say that's a hurdle a lot of movies can't get over. And if you know you can't deliver on that, then you've got to find something else to give the fans to justify why we're making a movie out of this. And I'll say something else sort of nice about Paul Ruthless Shit Anderson is the first Resident Evil movie I can kind of defend. Uh, They were trying to give fans of the games something they couldn't get in the games, which was uh, an origin, essentially. Yeah, what happened before the start of the first game? Exactly. Execution-wise, I have issues with it all day long. But the initial idea of let's not just take the story of the games and do that as a movie. Let's give the gamers something they haven't seen and people who aren't familiar with the game franchise won't feel like they're already behind the eight ball because they don't have to catch up on anything. Um, It was a good idea on paper. Uh, So that's sort of like, and and, and the reason, I think I'm the only one here who's seen the new Mario movie, so I don't want to spoil anything. But um, if you haven't seen it, first of all, it's amazing. Go see it. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, It is is the only movie I want out of this year. Just giant smile on my face. It's just pure, pure fun and joy in movie form. But not only does it craft a narrative and try to give its characters some kind of growth. Granted, yes, it's an hour and a half long kids movie, so I'm not saying this is fucking Shakespeare, but characters have arcs. They have some kind of development. There's a story to it. But it also delivers on the experience you get while playing a Mario game. It, 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 and I don't want it spoiling, but it recreates that experience within the movie for the characters inside the movie. It's awesome. Uh, I think it's kind of broke that code. So that's the that's that's the risk. The inherent thing is is you're taking something that is an active experience that people are involved with, and and some of the best you know we if we sat here and talked about like our favorite memories of of, of gaming and our favorite memories while playing a video game, it's not going to be oh then that part happened with that cutscene and that was really cool. It's going to be the things that happened just naturally while we're playing the game. You know, it's it's moments like. Uh, the first time I played Alien Isolation, and uh, I, I figured out that you could see the aliens drool coming down from the vents uh, in certain parts, and I got paranoid, and I saw the drool coming from a vent, and I just stood still, frozen, because I didn't want to move, because it was going to find me. And Whitney came home and sat on the couch asking me, and she's like, did your game freeze? I'm like, no, I'm playing. Why aren't you moving? Because it's right there in the vent. If I move, it's going to kill me. Uh uh-huh. okay like you can't craft that moment that's just it's a thing that happened organically while playing the game you can't do that with a movie I'm not saying it's impossible but you you can't deliver the same experience you've got to find a way to deliver something like jay said that's it that is as at least as fun as playing the game is and that yes. can be a tough nut to crack yes that's all I had to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, any on here that are just like massive, like, dude, I was so hyped for that and it sucked. Like any, I mean, we talked about the gems, any massive, hey, stay away from this at all cost movies. Everything else. I can read the whole list again. Everything that's not a gem. Scott, you liked the Hitman movie, didn't you? I never saw the Hitman. I've never played the Hitman game. Uh, never mind then. Who am I thinking of? The first Hitman was it the first one with um, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't well, mind it. 
I love Timothy Oliphant, and I've never actually watched uh, those games, nor, or those movies, nor have I ever played those games. Um, the, the first Hitman, I, I did not hate. It wasn't great, but I didn't hate it. I, I didn't realize they had made a Max Payne game with, apparently, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, so they sure did. I played the sure game was back thing. in the day. So, yeah, I, I played the game back when we were still doing LAN parties. That was a thing. And you would literally tote your gaming machine over to somebody's house. Um, oh, I do have one, John. Okay. The sequel to Mortal Kombat. <sighs> Mortal Dude. Kombat Annihilation. Avoided at all costs. 1997. Don't even bother. No, you know what, Jay? No, I'm going to say, you know what? Watch that movie. Because that is a movie I still hold up as an example of what not to do. Hey, we have this franchise, right? Mortal Kombat, the game, has like eight dozen characters in it. And we're making a movie. And we want to make sure everyone's favorite character is in the movie somewhere. Okay, that seems like a lot of characters, guys. Yeah, it's a ton of them. So are they all going to have storylines and development? Or... No, 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 no. We're not going to treat them like characters. We're just going to throw them in like cameos. They're like candy. We'll just throw enough candy at the audience and they'll be so distracted by, oh, hey, look, it's so-and-so, that they'll forget that the movie has no fucking plot at all. Yeah. Every time somebody bitched about, uh, I want to see Gambit and X-Men. I want to see so-and-so and X-Men. I'm like, hey, really? Do you just want it to be a Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Is that what you want? Do you want X-Men cameos, the movie? Is that what you want? Yes. I want One Gambit. thing I will give that franchise credit for is they stuck to the, if we don't have a storyline to give this character, we're not putting him in the movie. And I applaud them for that, to a point anyway. Uh, when Brian Singer left, that rule kind of went out the window. Uh, see X-Men Origins Wolverine. Gambit. Do you want Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Because this is how we get Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes! Thank you, Scott. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. So watch that movie just so you can realize how bad shit can get. Yeah. Uh, uh, one that always killed me, and, and, and I think I watched it, and, and I think my brain has erased most of it just for my own survival, was the, the, the Double Dragon movie. <laughs> but, only because, but only because... So... 1993 you have Super Mario Brothers which you know is what it is and so you follow that up with Double Dragon uh, a game where even the people who played the game don't know what the game is about it's like, about two guys named just, Bimmy and Jimmy who just beat the crap out of everybody that comes near them Sorry, yep. as soon as you said two guys my mind immediately went to Rick and Morty it's called two brothers they're just two brothers no no Rick and Morty all right. Yes, inter interdimensional television is hilarious. Yes, sorry, sorry, John. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Double Dragon at least has um, uh, Robert Patrick is the villain, uh, which is entertaining. Not good, but entertaining. And um, it has uh, young Alyssa Milano and a totally '90s punk haircut. So it does. I was okay with that movie. I, I I feel like I need to watch it again. It's been a minute since I've seen it. So. so bad. It's the movie that led me to discover what the tint control is on your TV. Because <laughs> it sparked a debate between me and my buddy Colin about what colors the guys from Double Dragon are. So I said, no, they're red and blue. He goes, no, they're red and green. I'm like, no, they're red and blue. 
So we put the movie in, like, see, they're red and green or red and blue. And we go to his house and he puts it in, see, they're red and green. I'm like, something is wrong here. I don't understand what's going on. Something is messed up with this TV. <laughs> was it the tent? It was the tent. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Whew, Double Dragon. Uh, if you want to see a movie just get as lazy as possible, Jay, do you know if I said, hey, let's play House of the Dead, do you know what I'm talking about when I say House of the Dead? Yeah, it's that little like shooter cabinet. Yes. That um you you got like the revolver. Yeah, it's as it's as simple as can get. It's an arcade game where you go through a haunted or an island of creepy, like you know, messed up houses and you shoot zombies. That's like it's shooting zombies, the arcade game. That's all it is. Basic as can be. So when I tell you they made a House of the Dead movie, what do you expect? Shoot zombies. Okay. That happens in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Oh. To a point where this movie gets so lazy. I'm talking about House of the Dead from 2003. This movie gets so lazy during its climactic third act shoot 'em up scene where they just find a bunch of guns on the island and everyone just slowly turns into like a John Woo character. Because the plot is this group of like teenagers stumbles across the island and there's like a cop who is trying to help them and it's like a slasher movie set up and then in the third act everyone just becomes like an instant like gung fu gun kata badass for no fucking reason. It gets so lazy they literally just splice in shots of the video game intercut with live action from the movie really yes oof and i don't know it'd be like any kind of narrative so just just shots of zombies being shot by a, a off-screen light gun just cut just inner interspliced with scenes of live action <sighs> that's bad yeah uh we sure never did that again Oh, just like how lazy can we? And then uh, if we're going to talk about letdowns, I have to talk about the the great hype that was Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. Um, Because, man, was I excited for that movie. I was all in that hype train. Well, here we go. We're going to buck the trend. It's got a it's got it's it's a great video game. Uh, The action's going to be cool because Assassin's Creed is all about like, you know, parkour combat and shit. This is going to be awesome. Michael Fassbender is awesome. Michael Fassbender doesn't do bad movies. I didn't know yet. I didn't know yet. I didn't know yet. I didn't know yet. Uh, Well, because they sure focus. So so if if anyone's ever played an Assassin's Creed game, what's the fun part of, of an Assassin's Creed game? Assassinating people? Yeah, you run around whatever time period the game is, jumping off rooftops and assassinating people, right? What's the most boring part of any Assassin's Creed game? Historical accuracy. No, 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 no. The same thing? When you come out of the animus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can't even do the parkour shit. Yeah, yeah, the the, the whole thing that, like, so when it comes to Assassin's Creed and stuff, like, like, I get what they're trying to do with the animus, and it's a great idea that when you when you veer too far off course of historical you know, of history, that it resets you. Like it's a it's a great meta for why you get multiple lives in a game. But that's all it should have been. Like the fact that there's a story outside the animus, and I use that in quotes, 
should <laughs> never have been. You know, yeah. um, and everything. I, I will I will disagree that that Assassin's Creed is a great game. It's not. It's a beautiful game, but it gets boring quick. Game wise, well, the game is awesome. Scott is wrong, uh, but no, so, so Scott, so okay. What do you think the movie would put more focus on? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, yeah, right? Where you going with this? Yeah, I, I didn't see the Assassin's Creed. We get a grand total of three, three sequences inside the Animus. That's it. This movie is like two thirds outside the Animus. Wow. That's just that's just yep. funny. Yep. I, you know what? I saw this movie. There uh-huh. was that, yeah, right? There was the one where Neo saves the kid. Um, the Animatrix? The... Yeah! Are you making an Animatrix animus joke? Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah. <clears throat> did, it, did it not work? I appreciate the effort. Okay. I tried. I know. I know you did. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could sit here all day and pick apart these movies, but yeah. Uh, look, it's no coincidence video game movies still have the stigma of being bad because there's a lot of them. Yeah. But we are on an upward trend now. Um, the Super Mario Brothers movie is making all the money. Uh, again, without trying to give the whole movie away, uh, it's amazing. If you ever played a Mario game and had fun with it, go see that movie. Um, I'm not being paid by Nintendo, but I will happily take money from Nintendo if they want to pay me retroactively. Um, but I think they've 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 figured it out. And I'm really glad that this movie is doing well because it opens the doors to Nintendo being, oh, well, let's do more of that. Um, I want my Zelda movie. Everybody does. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. I don't. And I'm I'm even fine with it being a CG animated Zelda movie. I'm not saying we have to make a giant big budget Lord of the Rings esque fantasy movie like some people pitch it. No, I'm fine with it being a cartoon. Give it to Illumination. Uh they can handle it. I'm fine with that. But that brings me to guys, uh, to close this out today. Is there a video game you want to see adapted or one you would like to see get a second try? I'm going to go with yes. Let's hear it, Scott. Well, so I, I I want to see this done. I want to see it done well. However, I think it has missed its 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 time. It, it It's not too late, but it's missed its prime window. Okay. Okay. So we got the two Deadpool movies that we have, right? Yep. Which really opened a door. The two Deadpool movies with their success opened a door that like nobody walked through. Right? Okay. There's another Deadpool movie coming out. Whether it's uh-huh. gonna quite be the exact same or not, we still don't know because now we have the whole Fox buyout and the MCU integration and stuff. So what that's gonna do to it, we don't know yet. Hopefully nothing. Hopefully we'll still get another good Deadpool movie. The first two I thought were excellent. I loved them. Okay. Um, but 
with that door being opened is the heyday. And I still want it. I want a Duke Nukem movie. Yeah. I want Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Yeah. I want him. I want him terse. I want him crude, but lovable. You know, I want, I want aliens. I want, you know, pig um, aliens. Yeah. Pig aliens. I want pig aliens. I want, I want, you know, um, uh, uh, I, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yes. I know that's a, that, that, that's, that's a throwback to a different so, movie. So you want to hear him ripping off quotes from better movies. Got it. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, because I, it's in the game. Yes, it is. Because he's a fan of the movie. Okay. And that's what I want. You know, I, I, hey. I want the character to be a fan of, um, uh, they live. Or that can be a running thing in the movie. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's the one that I want. I I, I want Duke Nukem. I need Duke Nukem. Who do you cast as Duke Nukem? Oh shit! I knew you were yeah. asking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Irvin. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. Well, yeah, if you want to play it safe like that, can I throw a pitch out to you? No, no, I, I wouldn't do Carl Irvin. Go ahead, throw a pitch out. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, He's uh, got the build, and Duke Nukem is a himbo. I'm trying. To, I'm trying. Duke Nukem, as badass as he is, he's a fucking moron. I'm, and Chris Helmsworth can play is, dumb. He is very much. I'm trying to picture Chris Helmsworth as with, with a crew cut. So, so Kurt Russell in Soldier. Oh yeah, right. Is 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 visually Duke Nukem, or hell, even Kurt Russell with that haircut from Stargate. For, from Stargate, exactly. That's that's kind of what you're going for. With with that, and I'm trying to picture Chris Helmsworth as that, and I don't know that stupid scene in in uh, the last Thor movie when when you get the Guardians and 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 he creeps in from off camera. Keeps Did you let that go? Sti- it sticks in my head. It's over, Scott. It can't hurt you anymore. I don't like it. Uh, I would that's have my to think on that. I would have to. Okay, think. but yeah. Jay, casting but, options. Uh, I can't think of any. Okay, Jay. I was movie? gonna. Yeah, that's what I was gonna throw out there. I like Scott's pick of Duke Nukem. Um, but there is a different. <clears throat> there's a different video game franchise that I've loved for a long time, and it actually has a very deep and rich background and story elements that you could pull from. And it could be franchised and make movies, depending on how well the first one does. Okay. And that is Ace Combat. Uh, What's so, the story for Ace Combat? So it depends oh, on the oh, era. Gun. What was that, Scott? Top Gun, Iron Eagle, really? Oh, yeah. It depends but on the we, era. We already had those movies. Okay, so depending on the era of when... <laughs> You want the movie to take place. <clears throat> it could be the Belkin Wars, which is like there was a um, technologic, technologically dominant fictional country called Belka that um, basically started a war with the rest of the world. 
Um, there's all sorts of different things that you can go into. And yes, I'm, I'm not saying that it would be way out of bounds to say that, you know, like iron Eagle ish top gun ish type thing, but like the last good mod, like the last attempt at a modern, um, fighter aircraft movie besides top gun maverick was stealth <laughs> i think uh i just feel like it's a, a genre that's not uh sorry jay you shot yourself in the foot there why because top gun maverick exists yeah you literally just said the, the, the last attempt at making a really good movie except for the last movie that was really good in this genre Anyway. Don't get me wrong. If you want to see more fighter pilot stuff, I'm fine with that. But like, I'm pretty sure we perfected it. You okay? The question was, what You're video right. game franchise would I like to see turned into a movie? And my You're answer right. is Ace Combat. The, we, what, we were... this is, when did this turn into a Top Gun Maverick conversation? Yes, I am aware that when that you movie... brought up Ace Combat. Yeah, I'm aware that that movie exists. I acknowledge okay. its okay. existence. You asked what video game franchise. And so I'm Jay, answering. So Ace, Ace Combat. Combat. We make the movie. It does really well. So we want to do some sequels. Is there some like DLC we can go to to make movies of for Ace Combat? Is there any kind of DLC we could use to make movies of? Because you... there's a Top Gun Maverick DLC already? Can we make can we make a movie about that? Wow, John. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad that you entertain yourself so much. <laughs> This guy's laughing too. <sighs> you 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 asked, I answered. There's my you did. answer. Okay. <laughs> Jay I'm wants sorry. an Ace Combat movie. I'm here for it. Sorry that you guys are so stuck on Top Gun Maverick. Yes, there is a Top Gun Maverick DLC for the latest Ace Combat game. However, the stories behind the Ace Combat franchise are there's a rich history okay. there. That can be explored. I'm sorry. More than just Pete Mitchell. Hey, I need to make more money. Let's make another fighter jet movie. That's what I, I'm saying. I didn't realize Ace Combat had had lore and storyline. I'm sorry, Jay. It really does. If you if you look into it and play the game, there's a lot of background information as to like, and they built an entire fictional universe. Not just Earth, but like an entire fictional universe to put this in. So and there's it, extraterrestrial like, stuff in this game? Well, there is a... Okay, there's a space elevator. And there is... Like, they... <laughs> they go exploring in space. So, Scott! What, what, what if we had dogfighting in space, Scott? Has anybody done that? So we're back to Wing Commander? Oh. Hey, you could, just, you could have just skipped me, John. If you're gonna, uh, yeah, I love you. A dog on me. This <laughs> I probably want a dog fight on you. Ah, wow, dog fight. I killed myself. All right, that's it. That's why I'm done here. <laughs> Jay, come back. We love you. No, no, no. okay. Can you send Megan in? No, <laughs> she's not here. <laughs> I love you, Jay. We're done. We're done here. 
Okay. Over. Just the show or the friendship? Is that over? He says, you just move on with your choice. Let's <laughs> hear your fantastic choice. Well, now, 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 hang on. Hang on. Okay. We, we've got this. I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad. <laughs> Why would I be mad? I have nothing to be mad about. I have no reason to be upset about anything. Nothing at all. No reason to be upset at all. I'm glad you clarified that for us, Jay, because I really thought you were mad for a minute. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, glad yeah. you clarified. Yeah. Let's hear your groundbreaking choice for video games. Okay. 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 Hear me out, Jay. It's a game I know you love because any kid from the 90s, it was like you had to play this game. Like it, it was required, right? It was like not one of the first first person shooters, but it was like one of the first first person shooters I ever played. And it's one of those games where like you could just play for hours with your friends and like, the, the different levels and the different guns, but the game had a really cool narrative. So, like, I think they should make a movie of Goldeneye. Um, you know, Goldeneye for N64. They should make that a movie. They, yeah, they, they they should. Um, and yeah, uh-huh. they, should, they should they should have a character that you can unlock that throws his hat. Yes. But he's short, so nobody can play him. He is short. He's <laughs> short in that game. Um, I'm confused. I was just making a bad joke, apparently. Oh. Because Goliath's already a movie. Yeah. That's okay, moving on. Okay. Now, the only pitch I had, Jay, uh, I'd like to see a Castlevania movie. Which I know there's a, there's a Netflix series, but that's like an anime cartoon show. Like I want to see a cool live-action Castlevania. Yeah, it was called Van Helsing, right? <sighs> <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Who's Jay, Jay, Jay. This is where yeah. you're supposed to jump on this bandwagon. Yeah, this is where you dogpile. For the, for, the, for the Top Gun thing. No, no, you know what? I'm better than that. Jay, Jay, I open the door for you. Come on, let's go. No, no, I don't believe in taking low blows against my friends when they're asked a simple question like, what video game franchise would you like to adapt? And then you give them your honest opinion, and then they just shit on you because you're like, hey, they already made that movie. It's called Top Gun Maverick. No, it's not. It's not. It's not the same movie. Please please tell me you've got that as a new rant now. Uh, one minute forty-one. One Thank hour, God. Okay. 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 We're not going to top that. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap this up. Jay, I've hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry, legitimately. Uh, but thank you guys for joining me on this weird trek through the thing that is video game movie adaptations. Because uh, if 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 history has taught us anything they're gonna keep on trying so hopefully we've learned some lessons along the way let me know folks what do you think of the movies we pitched am i dead wrong should there be an ace combat movie you might have some moron please dogpile let me know uh what movies do you want to see get a shot at being adapted or another shot at being adapted uh can we get tomb raider right on the third try maybe maybe uh let us know in the comments until then this has been your weekly nerd alert